Thanks to the sponsor of today's episode, Hatch. You guys know I invest with Hatch and I thought it would be awesome to let you in on why that is and a few of the unique things I enjoy about the Hatch team and platform. One of my personal favourite things about the Hatch platform is their transparent fee structure. It's super easy to understand with no subscriptions or hidden extras. Hatch charges a 0.5% fee to exchange money, roughly half of what you would normally pay. For each share purchased when purchasing between 0 and 300 shares, there's a $3 USD flat fee. Hatch believes that even though it's attractive to pay a percentage fee when buying smaller amounts, the idea is for those shares to increase in value, and so they don't think they should take a cut when you sell. If those 300 shares increase in value, you'll still just pay the $3 USD fee to sell them. That's it. Thanks so much to Hatch for supporting the podcast. Let's get on with the episode. Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Uh, I feel truly blessed and honoured to be welcoming Valentin Odizic onto the pod, founder and creative director of I Love Ugly, making absolute waves globally and I don't think many um, people listening will know just how badly I've wanted to do this interview Um, and so I cannot explain how grateful I am and you know that. I'd love to, for the first thing, just dive into for those who might not know, uh, could you explain to us how I Love Ugly began and what it meant to you at the start? Yeah, yeah. So um, I Love Ugly began 13 years ago out of my bedroom by accident. Uh, originally, it was just a concept. I didn't know. It was a, maybe like an art magazine concept or a creative concept. I didn't quite know exactly at the time what it was going to be, but um, I had an idea of doing something and I had those three words in my in my mind that I thought sounded really cool and uh and I just kind of pursued it and then um I began as an artist and I started putting my art onto t-shirts um accidentally and then from there um yeah started started doing all sorts of clothing so that was that was 13 years ago um it's kind of kind of weird reminiscing on something that that long ago the reason i the reason i did do it was because uh, i was right around the time of the global financial crisis Mm. and i couldn't find work i just qualified as a graphic designer but while i was at uni they didn't actually teach you the part about what to do after uni how to present yourself how to sell yourself how to get a job and at the same time nobody was also hiring so it was a bit of a bit of a double whammy so i was a bit of a fish out of water and didn't know what to do and um and then, but one thing I did know is I wanted to do something for myself and I want to do something creative. So I had this kind of entrepreneurial streak within me and I just figured things, figured things out as I went along. And that's, that's also a lesson in that as well as a lot of people, they don't start something until they have the perfect plan. But the thing is mm. the perfect plan doesn't exist. And a lot of the magic happens in the process as well. And a lot of, a lot of the magic happened in my process and my journey was just stumbling into things. But I had this real strong goal that was pulling me through all the all the hard times and those days of doubt and you know all the naysayers and um, and all that. But at the same time as well, I also had a I had a young young daughter. She was three months premature, and uh, I had to get my ass into action. So I ended up working at the bank, believe it or not, which was wow. soul destroying. But at least put money into my bank account. But um, at the same time, I was working on I Love Ugly at nighttime. And that's the thing. It's just like a lot of people say they don't have time. We've all got time. 
I believe that most people could probably have successful businesses and be millionaires and have six pack abs if they spent as much time doing that as they did watching TV and Netflix. Mm. We've all got time. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of like how I started and how I um, stumbled into I Love Ugly and how the name came about. And yeah, here I am. Here we are. Yeah, it's awesome. It's such an incredible journey. And I'm like one of those people who also talks a lot about, you know, we've all got time. It's kind of just a matter of priorities and where are you putting your priorities and what exactly do you want to focus on? And it sounds like you quite early on had that direction or had that goal that you wanted. And you touched on um, being a dad and I understand you did become a dad at at 22, which is my age. And so was that what gave you the courage to take those risks because you needed it to succeed or how did you find like the courage around the starting aspect of it yeah great question I think yes I think it did um really push me to make things work um I think that success is a choice as well and you can either you can either you know throw in the towel when things go go wrong which they are or you can have the courage to continue and I think that um I think that what my daughter gave me was it gave me just a kick in the ass and the motivation when I wanted to rest, I had to keep going because I had all of a sudden I had another, I had a mouth to feed. And the fact that she was premature as well, it just made me grow up pretty quickly because you know what it's like when you're 22, life is, life is bliss, life, life is fun. You have a little bit of responsibility, but it's, uh, you know, obviously everybody's different, but it's not as, um, mm-hmm. it's not as much, you know, I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have a business. Uh, I just had like a like a girlfriend slash fling at the time. It was it was pretty cruisy, and all of a sudden I was a father overnight because I only found out six months in, and then one week later wow. she was born. So I had one week to prepare to be a dad at twenty two, and I think that's quite a. Um, I think in 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 life you have these like life altering moments, and I think that was my first life altering moment, and um, it gave me courage, absolutely. And the thing is, is like I didn't like it. But um, part of part of courage is accepting your circumstances and dealing with it front on rather than running away from it. So it doesn't mean that you have to go out there and, you know, take on the world. It just means accepting and and not running away from it. And that's all I did at the time. And I just took each day as it came. And by all means, it wasn't all rainbows and roses like it was the Mm. scariest. It was the scariest, most confusing time of my life um, because I had you know, one day I was, I was this, the next day I had all of a sudden this, this responsibility. And I'm from a family where, you know, children are, it's, 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 it's a life, it's a lifetime responsibility. You can't run away from it. Um, so yeah, I just, I just had to man up really quickly. And I think probably that attitude and that courage, um, what those moments taught me just spilled into other areas of my life fairly quickly. Shit. Yeah. That is insane. And being 22 myself, like something I always talk about, on the podcast is like these are the times when you know you like you're saying you don't have that intense responsibility where you take those risks because it's going to be a hell of a lot less scary it's still scary but a hell of a lot less when you've got no um no dependence or things Mm. riding on it or pressure to like make it work and actually get it done so yeah yeah, I can only imagine kind of the stress and the mental (laughs) pressure you were under at that time you know, you practice self-development a lot and it's something that you're quite interested in talk about. How did you get into that originally? Like this, did this come as a part of those sort of experiences? Absolutely. And I think that um, some of the worst experiences, you know, when you look at them retrospectively are some of the best experiences because they kind of mold and craft about 
mold and craft who you are and who you need to become. Mm. And at the time, so I started, you know, I was doing Isle of Ugly kind of quarter time, had my daughter. And I was kind of just floating, you know, I was working at the bank, I was hustling, doing other things, this and that. Um, but then uh, when I started Isle of Ugly, I started to get a bit of momentum. I started also to develop a lot of anxiety and confusion. And uh, the first year where I actually went out on my own, moved out of our in-laws and we hired a little shop and we're living up the top. That was, I was just riddled with anxiety every day to the point where I didn't really, prior to that, I didn't really know what anxiety and stress was, but you don't really know it until you begin feeling it like constantly on a daily basis to the point where it's pretty debilitating. And the way I suppressed it was through, through drugs, pretty much through, through marijuana um because that's all i knew that's all the education i had but that long term isn't sustainable and eventually you're going to implode and you're going to you're going to break down and you're going to fuck up your life essentially which was what happened to me until i met a um i went to the doctor and got uh prescribed antidepressants but they just made me they killed my creativity they killed my soul they just made me into a zombie Mm. yeah i felt better but i also didn't feel anything so I chucked those out and then I, uh, when I met a naturopath and I started fu- just making natural choices, so running, vitamin D, breath work, good diet, um, being very mindful what I, what I absorb um, information-wise. And, um, and from there, I started to get a bit of positive momentum in, in my job and you know, I could withstand some stress. Sorry, not my job, my, 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 my brand. I could withstand stress and I ugly started to, to take off and you know, start to get a bit of, bit of traction. But then again, I, I still felt that the anxiety was creeping in. It was something that I hadn't really dealt with. I had to some degree, but I hadn't really got down to the core of why I was experiencing it. And then um, that led me to one day, I was just kind of moping around my house and there's this Tony Robbins book called Unleash Your Power Within. And I picked it up and it's one of those things, you know, those, sometimes you pick up a, a book and you just open it randomly and the words just jump mm-hmm. out at you. And the words, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they just jumped out at me. And I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. Like, this is exactly what I need to hear and read in my, in, in, my, in my life right now. And what it did is it just started to open up parts of my brain that haven't really been opened up before. And what it, um, if I remember correctly, it was all about life. Life is what you make of it. Life is hard but the hard times are the ones that actually allow us to become better if we choose. And they, they, they are also gifts if we, if we see them that way. And um, so it just started to kind of like reframe my thinking and, and my mindset. And that kind of led me down to this path of personal development because I knew that I knew that success in life. Yeah. You can, you can, you can learn the tactics. You can go to, you can study and do the courses about how to make money and how to get Facebook traffic and, how to make a great product, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, if you don't have the psychological tools and tactics in the mindset, mm-hmm. you, it's only going to get you so far. And what I've already learned is like 80% of it is your mindset. 80% of it, of it is psychology. And um, that's, what made me, that's what made me work harder on myself and my mind than I did it actually on my, on my business. And as a result, my business grew. Um, and that's something that I'm very passionate about and try to you know, share to as many people as I can and my staff. It's like just work on yourself harder than your job. You know, mm. we live in a society where it's, it's, you know, you're taught like the social messaging is work, work hard to get a job, um, work, work hard on your job. It's not actually about the job. 
Um, it's not about actually working hard on the job. It's actually working hard on yourself, adding more value, adding more value to yourself, how to add more value to the market. That's how you get rewarded and that's how you progress in life. So yeah, bit of a rant, but that's something I'm passionate about. And that's kind of, yeah, that's where I am today from those hard moment, hard times back then. Yeah, genuinely could not agree more. Like that's how I sort of um, changed and started to approach my life when I, I sort of had this story that I talk about on the podcast around quitting my corporate job because like you were saying it's soul crushing and I felt the exact same and um, I decided to take the four months off after that to kind of work on myself mainly and just try to figure out what it was I wanted to do and although it was extremely confronting um, from a personal development standpoint it probably told me the most about myself ever and what I tried to do was align like my values and learn more about myself and what I actually valued and how I was going to apply that to my life and I think it's actually been so transformative in the sense that now so much of what I do I can put a really clear line in the sand and say like yep that's right or that's not right and I feel like the more you know yourself the easier it is to do things like that if you don't understand yourself you find it so hard to kind of make any decisions around what's right what's wrong for you because you just you don't know what you want and then that's why I feel like so many young people get caught in this trap of like not feeling enough or comparing themselves or not knowing who they are, what they want to do, because they just haven't taken that time to figure out who they are. I agree. I agree. And also I commend you that, you know, at 22 years of age and you probably had a lot of pressures from your parents and friends and family, I can imagine about quitting. Why are you quitting? And to do that at such an early age and have that, you know, realization is, is, is pretty damn impressive. So I commend you on that. And I think that, it's also sad because I see, I see, like I get people hitting me up all the time about advice and whatnot, and you know they're at uni, and the first thing I ask them is like, why are you doing this? And the majority of their answers, 95 percent of the answers are because their parents. They want to make their parents proud. The problem with that is, is if you spend your life making everybody else proud and happy, but you neglect your own emotions, yeah, you're you're going to end up a miserable person, and you're going to grow resentment around you. And uh, it will be, you know, 50, you'll be 50 years old and you'll try to pivot at that age. It's, it's, it's pretty damn hard. It's still possible, but it's hard. So I think if you can learn to make those choices at a young age and practice it now, it's a, it's a phenomenal skill to carry for our life. And I think that, that what you said before is every, like we live in this whole comparison culture. And we also live in, a, in an era where there's like a suicide epidemic where you've got people 15, 16, 17, like, it's sad and I think there just needs to be more social awareness around these types of philosophies and thoughts that we're discussing today. Yeah, no, totally, totally. And for you, like, has your self-development changed much from when you first started? Like, do you practice the same things around mindfulness and um, other things like that now? Yeah, I think it's ever-evolving. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that we all go through different seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm going for a season. Yeah, we all go through winters and after winter comes summer. Um, when you have a summer, you almost got to be planting seeds when you go through the winters. And what I mean by that is it could be for anything. It could be for health. You know, you could be, your health could be amazing. And all of a sudden you get struck with a, with a disease, no matter how, how good you try to make things and how, how much you try to keep on top of your health or, you, or, or a relationship thing. Or it could be business, you know, like we just, COVID happens, who could, who could have expected that? And all of a sudden you have to pivot and change your whole business. Mm. Um, so I think that, yes, I think there's an element of stuff that I've carried all the way through, 
but at the same time as well it's like i've had to i've had to evolve and develop and i just turned 36 a few few days ago and um happy birthday <laughs> cool thank you yeah and and when each time i have a birthday i kind of like you know I, I reflect on my life and you know who i am as a man and how i've developed and whatnot and it's just it's pretty fascinating to see how things that you thought were so important even a couple of years ago a year ago almost insignificant now and the things that mm. um, you think are important now you found insignificant a couple of years ago if you've got an ins- insatiable hunger to learn and to seek out answers are always there all the secrets are there all the secrets in the world how to become the best version best person and best lover and best businessman are all there but you just got to find them and majority of the time not just in books and mm. um you know just a lot of people can't be bothered picking up the book and reading it being curious about it is absolutely key and and wanting and having that hunger for it for sure are there any specific resources or tools that have really helped you that you can think of yeah, I've spent a lot of money over the years um, on courses. So I did the mm. I did the Tony Robbins, I did the Business Mastery one, which was oh, wow. five six days. Um, I did the Unleash the Power Within with my wife, which was three four days, and I did the Date with Destiny, which is like going back to your earliest memories and rewiring, yeah, you know, shitty shitty stories that you've told yourself to be positive. Yeah, and that was about five six days. I've done stack of stuff i've done accounting courses i've done i've actually i'm actually just finishing up a relationship coaching uh course and that was just a that was just a strength in that and what it's really taught me there is um you know we have this false expectation that in order to feel love um it's all from the other person or your partner meeting your needs mm. whereas actually it's not about that if you if you have that point of view it's always going to lead to failure like if your mm. happiness is dependent on someone else meeting your exact requirements it's always going to lead to unhappiness and failure and that's uh so that's a relationship coaching course that's spilled into other areas of my life um so yeah there's that there's books honestly podcasts youtube there's no magic bullet like it's literally type in if you're wanting to figure something out literally type it in, into youtube or find it on a, on a podcast and but what i'd also what i'd also advise to people as well is like just go go deep even if you if you're not finding the answers that you're looking for just just keep keep digging it, it's definitely going to be there there's enough enough wisdom in the world and enough people that have probably gone through the same shitty thoughts or you know pain or whatever that you're going through now it's out there it's definitely out there you just got to kind of look for it and just become a good finder um and the thing is is like what i've also learned is like if you're fine if you're seeking something out or wanting something it will meet you halfway Mm. you know what i mean it's like it's like um people pray to god and then they sit on their ass and do nothing Mm. but the thing is if like if you if you go and give it an effort the result's going to meet you halfway um so i think yeah there's there's a ton of stuff out there but um in terms of resources and stuff like that it's just like youtube i'm reading at tribe uh tools of titans again from tim ferris which is just like this real thick 600 page book and he interviews about 250 um people on health wealth happiness and wisdom and it's got so much information on there and i've just been circling the whole time and there's a whole bunch of books and whatnot that i want to read and then there's uh ray dalio who's like a uh, investment fund 
Um, I believe, yeah, he's got a real awesome book called Principles, which is divided into life principles and work principles. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Like, I love the YouTube rule. If I'm ever unsure of anything, I just give it a YouTube or want to learn about something. Like, seriously, you're right. It is all out there. And what did you think about the um, Tony Robbins courses? I would, like, love to do one of those. Oh, they were they were amazing. I think if you, um, if you go in there half ass and not commit it, you won't get you won't get out of it what um you know what you'd expect but because they're expensive as well but if you go in there wholeheartedly open-minded because some of the stuff is like it's pretty cheesy and it's quite confronting especially right. i'm a bit of an in- introvert um so a lot of the exercises but the thing is if you go through them and just let down just throw your ego leave your ego at the door they're amazing you know and a lot of the, a lot of the stuff and a lot of the stuff and techniques that i learned in those courses all those years ago still stuck by me today um yeah so they're amazing i'd highly recommend it and so has like for you having so much going on has burnt out ever been something that has affected you and like how have you avoided that or do you try to avoid it absolutely that's something that um i'm trying to get better at what i've learned with burnout is by the time you feel you need a break it's already too late you know what I mean? It's just like, cause that's burnout's like, it's like, it's a slow burning disease that slowly creeps into your life without you even noticing it. Mm. And I think that you have these moments where you feel unstoppable and you can do, and you feel like you can do anything and solve every problem and you feel like you can do that forever, but you can't. So I think for burnout, the way I've really tried to resolve it, like, like in recent years, is actually booking things in advance. So I just know I've got like a I've got like a coach that I use over in Australia for like econ stuff, econ strategy type stuff. And uh, he talks about like six week sprints. So you basically have your projects or whatever, your big kind of you know things that you need to get done. And uh, you go hard for six weeks. And at the end of the six weeks, you have a two week or a one week cool down period where you just either have a break or you do nothing mm-hmm. too strenuous and you just just relax. But I think burnout, like we live in this whole go, go, go culture um you know work 24 7 fuck sleep don't worry about that stuff it's Mm. all bullshit like the thing is it's like we're all humans some humans some human beings can get by with little sleep but i'd say the vast majority need probably seven to eight hours sleep and um and if you're not doing that the thing is if you don't manage burnout uh it can it can cripple you for six months you know what i mean luckily i haven't been there despite going through some crazy situations where I'd say it probably would have put a lot of people six feet under the ground. But I think uh, the reason I got through it was just all the other stuff, personal development stuff that I that I do and, you know, taking care of my health and, and um, things like that and learning the breathing techniques. But, yeah, burnouts, uh, it can be a dangerous thing. As I said, it can creep in without you even noticing it. So my recommendation would be, you know, every six, eight weeks or what, what have you, is even if it's a, like a lot of people can't take a week off, even if it's a day mm-hmm. off, and, um, you know, as opposed to taking the annual leave day because you're hungover, book in the annual leave day to go out in nature and get out and like go in some cold water and, you know, get off your phone and get out of, get out of the city and fake lights and fake air conditioning and get out in the elements mm. like that, that right there can reset you. Um, I know when I just went on a recent trip beginning of the year to the Fjordlands on a, on a hunting nice. trip with one of my best mates. And um, it's kind of like you're in Jurassic Park and I was isolated from everything and everyone, no phone, no cell phone reception. 
for about 10 days and you just feel like it, it, it's so hard to describe, but I'm pretty sure that's the feeling that people had back in the day, you know, when we didn't have all this artificial lighting and internet and, and whatnot. Cause you go to bed and the sun goes down cause there's nothing to do. Mm. But then you're up at the crack of dawn and it's just an amazing feeling. But anyway, that, that one experience, yeah, like recharge my batteries for, you know, up until recently. Um, yeah. And that was in what, April, May. So, um, but yeah, burnout is definitely something people need to be aware of. I feel like people can soften, underestimate or forget about just how beneficial having open space is as well. Like when you get out to the beach or whatever and you can just see nothing but the horizon, like there's something mm-hmm. really um, kind of calming about it all. And you kind of just realize that, okay, the world's much bigger than me and the situation right now, which I think is just in itself allowing you to reset a little bit and there's all this sort of chat nowadays around like having the hustle mindset and being able to you know work hard to get what you want and then when it comes to yourself valuing like taking breaks how do you approach having that you time does that look like going out and being in nature and doing those sorts of things obviously with lockdown through kids like it's really hard to get into a a rhythm and a routine Mm. because you're you end up becoming a full-time cook a full-time maid, um, a full-time school teacher, <laughs> a full-time cleaner as well as like trying to run your business. Regardless, is like you can still do it. And I think it's just setting boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know how like we've got our boundaries with someone's not going to just come up and punch you in the face or poke you in the eye because you've set clear boundaries like you can't do that. Yeah. I think it's the same for, for that as well. It's just like setting clear boundaries or mm-hmm. um, just booking it in. Uh, to go do stuff but for me what I do is like I'll go running I'll like run hills um, listen to podcasts even just driving and mm-hmm. listen to a podcast for an hour or walking I love doing that um, like meditating uh, I do that Wim Hof breath work I don't know if you've heard of that yeah it's like that's that's phenomenal just like how you can just change your whole physiology through breath work and oxygenate mm-hmm. all your blood and the release of the dopamine dopamine and all the amazing kind of hormones in your brain are, you know that can kind of get, get you uh get you charged up for for the day but um yeah so that cold water immersion nature like i live out in west auckland out in piha so i'm quite blessed where i'm yeah pretty much like immersed in that um so i just try to like get into the elements as well i feel that the more natural i go and the more in the elements the better i feel um mm. yeah, even just having your bare feet on the sand or the grass like there's it makes you feel good you know every time there's a beautiful day which at the moment is only being um only a few in the last six weeks like make sure you're out in the sun like so that's kind of what i do so very simple just you know resources that are, that are, that are available to all of us really Mm, yeah it really is like taking it back to basics and it's always prevention over treatment with those sorts of things as well you know my life here like running a you know an eight-figure business is like pretty it's pretty intense Mm. um so to have the ability just to completely switch off and be out there is just amazing it just feels like every night I can just recharge and I'm ready to hit the the next day Um, because yeah this 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 business is like bright lights and fashion and fast and yeah like all that kind of crap so um yeah so I just try to learn learn to stay balanced I I listen to the I love 
ugly podcast even though you guys haven't released an episode in a little while I was I've listened to like every episode and um you've spoken about living in abundance and how do you tie that into giving value to the I love ugly audience and not feel like you're necessarily you know giving away secrets and that sort of thing yeah I think um I think giving away when you give things away you train and trick your brain into thinking like resources are unlimited Mm. and i think that um you know when you live in when you live in secrecy and you hold on to things um i just don't think it's good because the thing is is like the thing is is all the information and all the success that i've had in my life it's just been like ideas taken from other people and the Mm. thing is if those people didn't pay it forward then i wouldn't be where i am and the other person like that i learned that wouldn't be where they are and i think it's um you know life is about you know, the sharing of ideas and, you know, when people go through pain and they have to go through all this adversity and they pop out the other side and they kind of figure it out. I mm. think it's, uh, I think it's almost, I think it's a moral obligation to share that with people on how to do it. And, um, and that's kind of what we we're touching on before. It's like, there's so many issues out there that could be solved if people were more open about it. And, um, you know, if it was, these were like the, the heroes of societies are the ones that talk about these things and teach these things rather than the heroes of society just being, you know, athletes with, with six packs and, and, and big, big biceps, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, like, yeah, they had their place and it's very admirable what they do, but at the same, on the same token as there's, there's other people out there as well that could be helping a lot of other people by, sh- by sharing wisdom and information. And, um, and all wisdom is really is just like, dissecting whatever great minds have said before and just kind of boiling it down into your own simple version. And I think it's, um, yeah, so that's kind of, and, and when I've done that, when I've shared all this information, the other benefit as well is when you speak verbally and outwardly about something, you actually start to crystallize your own thinking and sharpen your own thoughts. It actually makes you better. And um, so it's a bit of a catch 22. You get to add value, a lot of value to other people's lives. And at the same time, you're adding more value to your own life because you're sharpening the way you think and also you're, you're living abundantly. And, um, and I'm not saying you do that for everyone. Cause obviously there's, there's competitors and whatnot that listen to my podcast. I'm not going to get, give away all the, <laughs> you know, all the million dollar secrets, but um, there's enough. I think there's enough there. I think I feel I, I'm giving enough, a lot out there that makes me feel plentiful. And um, I want to do, I want to do a lot more because, and it feels damn good. Like, you probably know this every time you we were talking about this before, like off off um off the record, it's like when you do a podcast, you feel damn good. You feel rejuvenated and refreshed and your brain switched on and you know, you've done something good. So it's a great yeah, it's a great feeling to give out information like that. Yeah, totally. And I'm like a massive fan of collaboration and sharing perspectives and at the end of the day, you know, everyone can make up their own mind and take little gems from the perspectives that other people have decided to pay forward, like you mentioned. And I think it can just create like a generation of people who can, I guess, take that inspiration, create something greater out of it and inspire the next round of people. So yeah, I agree. Like imagine, imagine if we had five-year-olds absorbing this information at five years old, Mm. you know, I grew up, I grew up until I was like, in my yeah, early 20s and I thought I was just a dumb worthless piece of shit like that's yeah. how I felt about myself um and the thing is is like I was I was thinking that but I was so so scared to tell anyone about it 
you know, and I think that's what led to all those problems when I started my business is because I was kind of coming into the business carrying that mindset and that mm. poor sense of self. And, um, and I think, yeah, like the earlier we can begin talking about this and educating people about this, the better. And it's quite funny, like my son, Obi, he's nine years old. He's learning to skate. Like he's been skating for about a year and um, he's getting real good. But it's like, like everything we're talking about now it's like when you apply it to a sport or a hobby or anything else, it's just pure mindset. And like, he'll learn really quickly. He'll have this huge growth trajectory and he wants to learn a new trick and he'll get upset and shitty and want to quit. And I just tell him, I was like, Obi, this is all part of the process. Like you go, you get, you progress fast and then you get to a point where you can't figure it out. But if you want it bad enough, you keep going and boink, you go to the next level. And if you keep doing that for every aspect of life, you're going to have a great life. Um, same thing for money, like, uh, health relationships, business, like, yeah, money we're talking about before. I was like, I used to struggle with it big time. I used to think that financial success was looking rich. <laughs> That's what I used to deem as financially successful. So when I first, yeah, when I got into real deep shit with Father Ugly and I made a lot of money and I lost a lot of money, it's because I used to focus on stuff that looked really cool and made me look super successful and super rich, but actually it was making me poorer. And um, it's not until I went through the real school of hard knocks till I realized like none of that bull crap matters. It's all about the truth and mm. making sure you build your net worth and, and make sure your balance sheet's strong, making sure you know your numbers. And, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's all interrelated. I don't know. I probably took a bit of a hard, hard right turn with that. But yeah, it's no, all related. Yeah, no, completely right. And that's what like I was saying before in terms of like, you know, this podcast has focus on financial literacy and then self-development broader to that, but it's all interconnected and it all fits in with one another. And so one thing you sort of one mindset you can apply to one thing you can apply to the other. Like I was thinking while you were talking, it's the same with money mindset. Like people who have this certain view of how money should be and how much money people should have and what it looks like for certain people. Like if you have such a rigid view that can't be moved, you're always going to stay stuck in the same place. You can't be flexible. So it's mm. um, the same with your mindset when it comes to anything else. Yeah. And I think like the example uh, you gave about your son is so cool because it's, it's so true. Like with anything, you know, you progress really quickly and then you get to that point where most people would give up and it's at that yeah. point where you've got to you've got to push through and for you has self-doubt or that that sort of part where you become stagnant ever played a, a part in your own journey oh absolutely like I still battle with it today you know right. and that's the thing the mind is like a it's like a child with a knife just with a blindfold on mm. that's what the mind's like if you leave it unattended well that's what my mind's like anyway yeah and um yeah we're we're like inherently get up to be fearful to be pessimistic to uh always see the negative and um absolutely like i gotta i gotta work on that stuff all the time <laughs> like um yeah even even recently you know i've had like a like COVID and lockdown hits us all differently in different ways. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, it was like, you know, I had a moment like a few days ago. I was like, fuck, like I am done. I am tapped out. Like, what is the point? Like mm. all this poor crappy self talk. And, um, I had to get my, I had to get myself out of it. You know, I had to, I had to like, I had to eat my own cooking and 
take my own medicine. And uh, it yeah. took it took it, it took like four three hours four hours, but um, yeah, I got my I got myself out of it. It's pretty full on. Like when it comes to those mental barriers as well. Like for you, what would you say has been the biggest mental challenge through the creation of I Love Ugly, and how have you combated that? Um, it's a great question. I think the the biggest mental barrier would be um, like I used to think that this was all a fluke and mm. I'm just a creative and I don't have the skills to be able to run a big business um, because I didn't go to university. I didn't study accounting. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Um, that was the biggest thing. That was the biggest the biggest hurdle that I've had to get over. And even to this day, I still, you know, have those little voices that creep in. As I said, it's like the child with the blindfold, with a knife running in the dark. And, um, <clears throat> and yeah, I just have to work on that all the time. When you think you are, when you think you've conquered your mind and you take your foot off the gas, um, it starts to come, come back in. And the thing is, it's not an actual destination. It's a journey. It's a constant thing. And you get the rewards, you get the rewards from the seeds that you planted back then, six months ago, 12 months ago, two years ago. A lot of people plant the seeds and do all the work back then and expect the tree tomorrow. But actually, it's just like if you're sitting under a tree today, it's because you planted the seed two years ago. And I think that's the same with like, you know, the mind. It's all about the mind for me, you know, the mental hurdles. Yeah, is, is the mind. Obviously, I've had, there's been like, logistical things and mm. people issues and supplier issues and um you know finance how we're going to finance this thing issue and uh you know products not working and whatnot but i think that, that that's just part and parcel you know if you're not having those problems you're it just means you're not alive or if you don't have them like enjoy it because you're probably going to have a whole bunch stack of them tomorrow yeah um so it's yeah it's just my mindset honestly it's the mindset like every mm. champion every great boxer, fighter, athlete, whatever, like I guarantee you it's probably the same answer for them. It's like you're often, we often hear the tales of it's not the most skilled or talented that make it. It's the ones with the best mindset. Because the thing is, is like there's plenty of people. We Like you and me know probably between us, like a handful of people that could be this and that. But mm. for whatever reason, but they're not. And why? It's probably because they got weak thoughts. It's their, it's their mindset. So yeah, that's been my biggest hurdle, not being good enough not being able to do this, I'm a fluke, this and that. But um, I've just learned to, you know, really dampen those and um, quieten those vo those voices and replace them with really good, positive, reinforcing thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And those are incredibly, like you were saying, strong habits to build as well and a really hard thing to do on your own. Like, has it always been important to you to have a supportive circle like how have you built that support around you and your family and friends contribution to to where you are now yeah it's yeah I agree it's so important and the thing is is like you can never you can never do everything alone mm. um like no matter how heroic you think it is and how gangster it looks to do it on your own it's never on your own you need that support group um and for me it's been like I'm very, I'm at a stage in my life now where I'm very select, selective about the people that I let into my life. Mm. And the reason being is because my time is pretty, it's, it's precious. And, um, you know, when you've got three kids, the spare time that you do have, 
you either want to spend with them or you want to have your own cool down time or with your wife or whatever. Mm. Um, but over the years I've brought, I've, I've built like, I wouldn't necessarily like say it's like a support network, but it's just a bunch of people that um, I'm attracted to say them or um, I want them part of my life because um, they make me feel good or I'm learning something from them about a certain thing that I may be weak in. And, uh, and at the same time, hopefully they're learning something from me and you, you, you reciprocate. But um, I'm from a family of, there's, there's six children in my family. So I got five siblings, one sister, four brothers. And um, we're all real close. And at the same time, we're all very brutally honest. Mm. And um, like I'm talking like brutally honest. But at the same time, it teaches you to be tough and thick skin. But also to, if you've got a point of view, argue it, support yeah. it, look for the disconfirming evidence, hear their mm. side of it hear their side of it and then uh and then make up your mind and that's been really good in the sense where it's made me it's made me resilient and it's made me very open-minded and not kind of stubborn and naive on my own point of view because when you have that many people that are close to you um yeah you're gonna you're gonna get a, a wide range of of ideas and at the same time every time every time i developed an ego from my success but but call it in because they know who i am i like bro what are you doing you know mm. and then um and then i've got a couple of really close i've got a you know, group of really close friends close with my parents um close relationship with my wife and that's that's about it and then um if i'm really struggling with a specific area in my life i'll spend the money and i'll get a coach mm. um and that's honestly it's worth its weight in gold and the thing is it's like there's coaches nowadays, the internet age we live in is there's coaches for everything, yeah. like everything and anything in life. There's someone out there that specializes in that one niche that could help you for your thing. And the thing is, is like, it might cost you $6,000, $10,000, $5,000 a month, but it's probably going to make you a lot happier and it's probably going to make you a lot more money back, especially in the business sense, mm. if you fork out that money. And a lot of people are really cheap, you know, they're cheap to buy things like that. Like I'll happily invest $2,000 on an iPhone, but yeah. I'll reluctantly invest $2,000 on something that will improve their life, their mind forever. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's kind of my, that's kind of my support network. But, and even to answer your question, like I, I, I believe that everybody needs that in some shape or form. And even if you can't get it in person, you can, you can listen to podcasts, YouTube, all that, all mm. that stuff, you know, like, I, I was like such a student and I still re remain being a student of, of education and, uh, and, 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 and to improve my life. Like it's, it, it's a constant thing. A lot of these people that I truly admire and which I classify as mentors, I've never met, but I, 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 I hear them every day on YouTube or podcasts or audio books. And mm. it's, uh, we're pretty blessed in that sense, like very blessed. Yeah, you can find mentors in so many, so many people and so many things. And I love that your relationship with your siblings because there's nothing like an honest um, insult slash comment slash um, kick up the ass from a sibling. It's always yeah. brutal, but it's always like what you need to hear in the long run, which is yeah. um, always right. Great. Absolutely, some humble pie. It's it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally and like yeah. on the topic of mentors have you had many I guess like um physical mentors in the I Love Ugly presence as it was in the the come up I suppose or even in your life now yeah like um and 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 with mentors like I think people like I get people emailing me and messaging me and stuff saying hey will you be my mentor mm. and the thing is is like you actually don't need to approach it like that 
um, you can be, you can just, yeah, become somebody's friend and mirror them and watch what they do rather than what they say. And that's like a form of mentorship as well. So I've had, yes, absolutely. To answer your question, yes, I've had a lot of mentors, um, people that, but they haven't been quote unquote mentors or I've labeled them or called them, hey, mentor, uh, do you want to meet up for lunch? It hasn't been anything like that. It's been like, hey, Larry, like I'm friends with a guy that started AS Color, you know, gigantic probably the biggest apparel company in Australasia. Mm. And, um, and I just listened to him. The thing is, it's like, sometimes you just, you know, we were given two ears and one mouth for a reason. I just listen. And, um, and sometimes I'll ask him questions and he'll, I'll, his answer will be so perfect. I'll feel like an idiot for even asking it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You just, you just exactly. learn. And, but the majority of stuff that I've learned from these people is, as I said, what they do and what they've done and how they conduct themselves rather than what they say. And, um, and, and, and now, yeah, like, and, and, and mentors as well. It's like, if you, um, I heard something the other day, it's like, think about the person you hate. And I, I hate the word hate, but say a person that you don't like and see what you can learn from them. Mm. You know, they're, they're a mentor. They can, they can be a teacher. I think if you have that frame of mind and go on with that lens for everything, every, everything in, everyone can be your be your mentor but um but yeah at the same time so as well if if you play it right and you get in close proximity and there's someone that's like real special and doing something that you admire um yeah just try to buy buy them lunch do whatever tell them you'll pick up their kids um just honestly do whatever because there's so much so much value in that one of my best mates um who got into property real early when he was like 19 20 and um, he 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 found a guy like that, like a property mentor, and he just like almost started living at his house and picked up his kids and pretty much did everything for free just to learn from him. Wow. And, uh, you know, as a result of doing that, the guy he's pretty much retired, thirty five years old. Um, yeah, financially retired now, just from just from those fourteen years ago, learning from that guy. Um, so, mm-hmm. and I had a guy that was. You know, he he came into the business and he was like pestering me and wanted an opportunity to work here. And he was actually very talented. And uh, I gave him opportunity. But when he was here, he was like, I was like, dude, like the way he was speaking to me, the entitlement, entitlement, and the sense of like, like, like I owed him something just because he had done a little bit of work. It's like, dude, you just fucked up a really great opportunity. Yeah. Um, so if you do, if anyone listening does get that opportunity where they get a step in the door for someone that they really admire, like mm. re- even if they p- piss you off and um, and your hero hasn't quite, like, you know, if they don't play out exactly how you had in your mind, like who cares? Just learn what you can from them. Yeah, mm. swallow your pride and just just learn. Don't don't screw it up if you do get the opportunity. Like you were saying earlier, it's about putting your ego to the side as well and just thinking about what you can learn because there's so much insight in different perspectives. And I think on touching on what you're saying about um, what can you learn from the person you hate or you don't like, like I I love that because I think that there's also so much value to be taken from the people that you 100% disagree with just as much as the people you 100% agree with and like kind of figuring out why they think that way and is that something you should be considering or definitely not and I think it just gives you more perspective overall and probably more justification on 
your path and why you think the way you think, which is only going to help you learn more about yourself long-term anyway. Yeah, I agree. And I, I guess the most humbling thing is when you're so convicted of an idea and then uh, you've had it for your whole life or for years and then one day it's flipped on its ass, like someone, something or someone is or some experiences completely debunked it. And sort of touching a bit more on I Love Ugly as a brand, like what does that that brand or the business represent to you as a person now? I think I Love Ugly is like, it is like my role. You know, I'm the creative director of it. That's kind of what I am. Although I do make a lot of decisions within the business, like finance and all that stuff. But I guess it's like an embodiment of myself. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, it's at a stage now where there's, you know, there's 30, 33, 33, 34 people working in the company. And um, it's almost taking on, taken on like a different, a different meaning. And now for me, it's like, I know my time here isn't forever. Mm. Um, and I know that uh, I'm on a, I'm on a stage in the brand's life, lifespan where I need to learn as much as I can. Um, I'm at a stage now where I've never, the company's never been this big, um, you know, profitability wise and revenue wise and, and staff wise and units sold mm. per month wise. So I need to learn learn as much as I can, and um and I'm at the I'm at the stage now where it's just like I I need to almost almost uh my job like you naturally want to go in there and get your hands dirty and do something which is easier in the moment. But the thing is, if you learn to mentor and coach and teach those around you, if you have a very clear vision and uh, set of goals in the company that you want to achieve. Uh, you can give those to people, you can let go, you can get them, if they if are in a predicament or they need to make a decision, they can ask themselves, all right, is that aligned with the goal of the company? Mm. Um, if it is, cool, we'll go, we'll go with this. If it's not, okay, maybe we should question it or maybe we should not do it. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of, I don't know if that answers your question. I've probably deviated a little bit, but yeah, I'm at that stage where it's just like, it's really evolving. And, and now I really want to get a team where every person that comes on board, it's like, do they make my life easier? And do they make mm. the company stronger? Like that's the questions I ask myself. It's very selfish, but um, but that's okay. Like, you know, it, I, I think that's okay. And then, um, yeah, so I'm at, I'm at that point now, which is which is really exciting. And and I'm just trying to, trying to figure out for me, what the next steps are in my life. Like what the next stage is, what's part post I Love Ugly. You know, do I... Do I sit on as a majority shareholder and I'm not, you know, I'm not active in the mm. company on a daily basis and I go off and do my other stuff and um, whatever that may be, or I, I'm not sure. So yeah, it's, it's quite a, quite an interesting, interesting stage. Yeah. And that's where, yeah. uh, this is where say mentors or, you know, people that have been in this stage themselves are so, so valuable as well that is incredibly exciting to be able to make those those decisions as well and I guess like earlier you would have had to make um, a lot of decisions around good or bad ideas in terms of just creativity or things like that how did you Mm. how do you distinguish between good and bad ideas I suppose in anything but especially in terms of your own creativity Mm. I think you just know in your bones and Mm. um, I think now you know, I've been doing this for 13 years. I just know. But sometimes if I don't know, I'll give it a crack. But yeah. I do know if something's off and something's wrong. I yeah. feel that. But if we do something or something's presented, presented, 
and I don't know, I'm always going to give it a crack because you never know. It may work out to be awesome. It might be a massive success, you know? And now we're kind of dabbling. I don't know how familiar you are with like the content we put out, but we've done a bunch of campaigns with females, um, dressed in, in the clothing. Mm. And, um, that was an experiment just to, just to see. It's like I had a, I just had a design assistant start and, um, and she was, she was like, why don't we try it? All the girls in the office wear it. Why don't we just try it? So we put it out as a campaign. And like my immediate reaction was, I don't know. It wasn't, no, it's not going to work. It was, I don't know. And that I don't know lead to, led to, you know, a massive influx of female customers coming into the store to buy the product. And, um, and you know, when we do the podcast and we put all this content out, it's not specific to a particular gender. It's yeah. like it's to anybody that has the has the you know the, the hunger to change their mindset and improve their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we make our products to be like that as well? The products that we mm-hmm. sell. So actually today this morning we've just done we're shooting all our summer stuff October November December and we did all the ecom stuff. So we shot it all on the guy and now today we're doing it all on the girl. So and that was just from that one idea being presented and me saying I don't know let's give it a crack and. You know, yeah. and then this happened. But there's a bunch of stuff as well. It's like, you know, you think you think you've nailed it, and it's it's shit. It just turns to custard. Or there's some stuff that's presented, and you just know you're just fully convicted that, nah, I'm not gonna not gonna do that. But once again, it goes down to you know, what is what is your brand? What is your business? What are your what are your values? Um, you know, if you have an opportunity, but it's not aligned or it kind of like questions your integrity. Should you do it? Mm. Like never do stuff purely for money. Um, mm. Because the thing is, is like you'll lose your integrity along the way. Um, and also you'll lose your kind of, people will just be confused about what what brand you are, who you are. I guess similar, if you don't have that innate desire or gut feeling to do more and be more, not necessarily when it comes to business, business but just in life, do you think that's something you can gain over time? I think that a lot of the magic is found in the process. And when you start going down a certain path, um, you know, a lot of people kind of quit a little bit too early when the palm trees are just in the horizon and mm. they quit just at that moment before they can kind of see it. I think it can be found and learn. And I think a lot of it comes as you pursue it and as you go deeper in the journey, but it's a bit of a paradox because at the same time as well as you also know when you also need to know when to quit. Um, and that's when it's really important to have a good, you know, group of people around you and be like, oh, this isn't working. If you're burning, like, you know, if you're burning like a, a, a ton of cash, like when we open up our LA store in 2015, 16, uh, we did LA and Melbourne and Sydney in that like short duration of time. Like we burnt like a million dollars cash and there's bleeding mm-hmm. money every month. And it's like, all right, we better, <laughs> we better like cut this, cut this and cut our losses learn and 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 move on Mm. um yeah but i think that at the same time as there's people like you know the elon musks in the world where they'll they'll risk it all and they are not going to quit and they believe they're going to get there they believe they're going to you know colonize mars or start an electric car company or Mm. you know a a, a while like a trend a money transaction company in the early internet days like you know, there's people, there's crazy people out there. Um, but I think, yeah, you got to also kind of know your strengths and weaknesses and know your own mind and know your kind of, know your nature. And I think if it's, uh, if it's, if it's really killing you, 
like it's just destroying you, destroying your wealth and you're risking it all. Or maybe you borrowed money from somebody else. If it's going to put all that in jeopardy, then maybe you should uh, second guess, you know, pursuing any further. What would your advice be to young people trying to navigate and build a career for themselves, sort of, you know, pre-facing maybe potential adversity or self-development like what would you say to those people trying to navigate that part of their life keep working on yourself and the thing is is like you'll get paid you'll get paid proportionally to how much value you add to a company or how much value you add to a market uh to the market and if you solve a problem in the market uh you'll get paid proportionally if you solve a big problem you're going to get paid a lot of money if you help people enrich their own lives you're going to get paid a lot of money if you make your boss's life easier and you know, you can make them more money, you're going to get paid. So I think it's just like, don't go into a career, don't start off the career thinking all about, like I had a guy as well, he's like, oh, what are you going to do for me? Like, I just got my university degree in marketing. Like, I'm entitled to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, I'm too, I'm too educated to work in the warehouse. It's like, that's such a shit, shit attitude. And the thing is, it's like, going in with that entitlement, like, bugger off. Like, we live in the 20... It's 2021, 2022, like, like degrees, yes, are important, but they're not the most important piece of documentation. It's all about who you are as an individual, how much value you're going to add. Do they work on themselves? What's their mindset like? What are they like to criticism? What are they like for adversity? What's their life experience? Have they traveled? You know, what projects have they done? Like those real character building attributes are something that people should work on don't be so focused on like i'm going to zap out all the joy of life because i want to build my career and be perfect and just make my cv look pretty because it's all bullshit end of the day end of the day it's about you the individual a piece of paper will probably get you an interview the thing is is like if you've got all these like shitty thoughts like it's only going to get you so far so yeah work on yourself add as much value to yourself which in return will add value to the company you work for or, you know, the business that you start, it's going to, yeah, it's it, it will succeed. It should succeed. Even if it doesn't succeed the first time around and you persevere, you will eventually succeed. Thank you so much for your time, like beyond appreciated. And oh, no I've problem. enjoyed talking so much. Um, yeah, completely like just resonate with so much of what you've said. No worries. It was a yeah, real pleasure. And thanks again for constantly, yeah, we, should, <laughs> we, should tell, we should tell people that story though. It's like you've been pestering me for ages and I was busy yeah. and you just kept going and perseverance. Perseverance is key. Is key absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I was, you know, what's so funny is I was actually, because I don't usually push that hard and I was going to give up to, I was like, you know what, this is the last time. And <laughs> if it doesn't work out, it's not meant to be kind of thing. And then yeah. it did. And I was like, oh, wow, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that, that's the thing, right? Is like people where, you know, people successful people are busy and uh they've got a lot and it probably sounds arrogant probably is arrogant but it's also the truth i'm not i'm not afraid to tell the truth like i am busy um yeah people that i always want to speak to on the phone usually don't pick up when i call them but i keep i keep calling them and it's just like don't give up keep calling Mm. so yeah i commend you on that yeah totally (laughs) no thank you and awesome awesome questions very well thought out i think it's great you kind of got me uh got my brain going well i appreciate it all right guys thank you so much for listening i really hope you were able to take something valuable away um be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at the one up project and i'll catch you on the next one